Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you can experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is Rip Off the Roof. You can rip off the roof. I'm sure you've heard that old vintage saying, raise the roof. Well, it means to make a great deal of noise, especially through cheering, shouting, and celebrating. And it started and it originated in the United States in the mid-1800s, and it meant raise a ruckus or make an uproar. We can rip off the roof. We can make an uproar. We can raise a ruckus of faith. You know, the Bible has its rendition of raise the roof. It's in Mark chapter 2. And I want to share three Bible versions with you. The first is the NET version. It's Mark 2.4. When they were not able to bring him in because of the crowd, they removed the roof above Jesus. Then after tearing it out, they lowered the stretcher the paralytic was laying on. Can you imagine them tearing out a roof? <laughs> it's just amazing to me that this crowd was there and they just ripped off this roof and they tore it up. Well, in the NLT version, it says it this way. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. So here we're seeing that they removed the roof, they tore it up, and they dug a hole in it. Can you just picture something like that happening? Well, the King James Version says this, And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and they had broken it up. They let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. So we're finding here that they removed the roof, they tore it up, they dug a hole in it, and they broke it up. Boy, tear up the roof. Rip it off. Let's raise the roof. We can rip off the roof with faith. These men did it. And let's look at this story and find out how and why. Well, you know, in another version, it says being unable to get to him. So they couldn't come near him and they weren't even able to get to him. And so it was using a unique word here in this translation. And that unique word is the word dunamai. It's saying being unable to get to him, dunamai was used for the Greek word, but it was used with the word not, which is the word may in Greek. So it reads dunamai may. And dunamai is saying they could not come in their own power. It's just really fascinating. So the word not, because the Deuteronomy talks about power and that power coming forth of virtue and bringing it forth. But they were saying they weren't coming forth in that Deuteronomy power. Deuteronomy may, not by their own power. They were not able to get to him by their own strength and power for that miracle to happen. But they were able to do something. And what did they do? They ripped off the roof, they removed the roof, they tore the roof up, they dug a hole in the roof, and they broke it up. So they were doing something. There was some form of action to their faith. You know, since they realized they couldn't do anything in their power, they had to remedy the situation in their thinking, and in this case, for their friend. And they knew it wasn't going to be in their own power, so they did what they could do in their own ability to get to Jesus. And here was this crowd. It was just completely surrounding this house. And they say, scholars say this was Peter's house. Can you imagine Peter with Jesus and this crowd is there just surrounding this home and all of a sudden the roof is ripped off and torn up and nobody seemed to be moved by that. 
The key to ripping off the roof is as he reaches us, we hear him and he authors our faith and we move and we tear off that roof. And so there are three aspects of the works of faith here that we can look at to uphold his word, to reach the people. And the key, of course, is to focus on him and rip off the roof. See, there was an upholding of the word of God happening here. And there was a reaching the people. This was reaching to Jesus for their friend. And they were focused on Jesus. You know, faith operates in now. The past and the future is present in the now as faith pulls time into the now. Everything is pulled into the now. And faith dominates that time. And here they were bypassing the crowd, everything that seemed to be slowing them down. And they ripped off this roof and that faith dominated that moment. And it's time for us to rip off the roof for everything in our lives. The men on this roof were letting down the man. And when they were letting down this man after ripping off the roof, what did they see? What were they looking at? What were they focused on? What made them rip this roof off? Well, first they saw that Jesus was in the house. And second, when they heard about him, they came. And third, they were hearing him teach the word. And fourth, they saw they couldn't get in. Well, fifth, they went to the roof and they couldn't be stopped. And then sixth, they tore off the roof. And then number seven, they dropped their friend down right to Jesus. Well, when Jesus saw their faith, what did he see? Well, when Jesus saw their faith, he saw sins were forgiven. And Jesus perceived the reproach around him and confronted them. And he said, but that you may know that the son of man has the power on earth to forgive sins. And then he told the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, go to your house. And immediately he rose and he took up his bed and he went out in the presence of them all, it says, so that all were amazed and glorified God saying, we have never saw anything like this. And all were amazed and God was glorified. That's what Jesus saw when he saw their faith. That's what he did. See, this man's friends ripped off the roof to take him down to Jesus. And then this man arose and picked up his bed and he ripped off the roof, so to speak. He just acted on what Jesus said. And he received what Jesus said. And he acted on that word that Jesus spoke. Take up your bed, arise, your sins are forgiven. That grace was there. That favor was there. And the power of God met these friends and this man. And the work of faith was seen. And the works of Jesus, faith manifested to this man. See, Jesus had faith and his works were manifested. And that was glorifying God. That man arose. That's faith to faith. You know, his faith was picking up his bed, this, this man's faith, picking up his bed and his friend's faith were going and tearing off the roof. And both of these were the works of faith and both saw the works of faith in Jesus. His faith was at work as he spoke the living word of God saying, arise, arise, you know, and we can take that example and we can speak and we can have that work of faith and we can act on what we've heard and we can rip off the roof. You know, I think also that Jesus saw that these people were devoted. They were devoted to not only what they wanted from Jesus, but they were devoted to the one they were carrying on them on the bed. 
They were devoted to this man and they wanted this man to experience the blessing and they wanted this man to have what Jesus had. So in Philippians 1.1, it says that we are devoted to another to dis, to the disregard of one's own interest. That, that means servant. So how do we work the rip it off the roof faith? Let's call it living faith because James 2.17 says, even so faith, if it has no works is dead being by itself. Well, let's find out what this is talking about. So God's faith is not dead. His faith is perfected in his works. So everything he's doing for you, everything he is bringing to you, every manifestation of his word to you, even with Jesus on the cross and the resurrection and everything he did while he walked the earth is the works of his faith, bringing salvation committed to you through Christ. So faith without works is dead. He's saying here that his faith is being made visible in this created world to you. And our faith in him and what he has done and in his word will make God visible in this created world. So your faith without God's action to your faith is dead. And he is not going to have you have dead faith. You have living faith. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So your faith is done at the bidding and the aid of the father. He's going to give you that faith, author that faith, and he's also going to do the action of the faith. He is going to manifest his power to bring to pass what your faith is connected to him and to his word. Jesus and those in his word are examples. So faith without works, without following the example of Jesus and those he put in his word and, and those in the lives around us are being an example. Like these friends were to this man, they were an example of faith to him. And that faith brought forth that perfected work of God in their lives. Your faith and the works of your faith is that springing forth of God's power and his virtue to your situation and your faith is connected to him and his faith. And it goes on in Matthew five sixteen to say this, it's the same word for works. It says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works. What is that? That's the manifestation of what God's promised in your life because you believed him for it. And then it says, and glorifying your father who is in heaven. That is the light that's shining. You are, believing him, believing him at his word and him answering and rewarding your faith, bringing glory to him that people will see and know just as these friends ripped off the roof, lowered their friend down. And that crowd saw the miracle working power of God. They saw the manifestation, the light of God moving in that situation and the glory of God there. That's for the man who was healed and it was for the crowd who saw. So clearly he is giving us an example that our faith brings forth manifestation. And that's the manifestation of the wondrous works of God. And he will answer our faith and faith without this answer would be dead. And faith is not dead. His faith is not dead. He answers our faith with his wondrous works. And that wonderful work of God raised Jesus from the dead. And that was the works of faith. You know, in James 2, it says, even so faith, as we've been talking about, if it has no works is dead, being by itself. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works. 
and I will show you my faith by my works. And what works is that he's talking about? He's talking about his devotion to believe. And how do we know that? Well, let's look at verse 21 in James 2. See, with faith, there was an action of devotion. There was an action to what was heard. And this was with Abraham. And we saw the same thing with the woman with the issue of blood. You know, she heard it and then she spoke it. Then she acted on it. And then she was able to tell. And people were able to see in that crowd, that wonderful work of God. Well, in verse 21, it says, was not Abraham, our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son on the altar? What's this talking about? He didn't sacrifice his son. What was he justified? What was the work? There was something in what he did. And we're going to look at that. It goes on in verse 22. It says, you see that faith was working with his works. As a result of his works, faith was perfected. And it means it was, that word perfected means it was brought to an end. Something was completed. So when Abraham took Isaac to that altar, something was completed. Well, you know, if we look at this situation and you think, you know, here's this man taking this child. It, it just it seems like an absurd story. Well, there's something that people miss, and we're going to get to that here in a second. In verse 23, it says, the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. So we're finding here that Abraham's work was believing God. Well, how did he do it? Was it him taking Isaac up? Was it him putting Isaac on the altar? What was it that was perfected, that was uh, reckoned to him as righteousness? Well, it's found in Genesis 22, 5, and it's a scripture that people miss. And it is something that happens specifically. See, Abraham heard what was said, but he knew something else. And when he went to Mount Moriah, which is the same mountain that Jesus was crucified on, and he took Isaac up, he knew something was going to happen. And it's found in his work of faith in Genesis 22, 5. And it says this, Abraham said to his young men, these are the men that went with him, stay here with the donkey and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and we will return to you. He knew they both were coming back. He had no question that what was being asked was not going to happen. He knew full well that he and Isaac were coming back to these men and going back home. You see, that was the justification. That was his work. He knew and he spoke and he said, we will be back. And when he went up, he was not surprised when that ram Jehovah Jireh manifested right there, the sacrifice. It was a representation of God being the sacrifice of God, making the sacrifice of God, providing the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And Abraham, it says in that very chapter in Genesis 22, that Abraham saw the day of Jesus. And as Abraham believed, it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Abraham knew that God was good. Abraham knew that God was loving. Abraham knew that God had promised Isaac to him. And Abraham held on to that promise. And he knew that that wasn't 
what he was understanding. He knew that something else was going to happen. There was going to be a provision for him. There was going to be a sacrifice for him. There was going to be something that set him in motion with his son to experience the blessing of God. It says he saw the day of Jesus. See, in the Old Testament, faith believed in Jesus coming and dying on the cross and raising from the dead. In the New Testament, we, as we are after this New Testament action here, we believe that Jesus came and died and rose again. Faith to faith, God working, you know, from Genesis to the book of Matthew, they believed in his coming and in his sacrifice and his resurrection. And from Matthew to Revelation, is the faith to believe that he has come and done it. And Abraham saw this day and he spoke and that was the action of his faith. And he so much so that in James two, it's saying that Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And he was called the friend of God because he saw God's goodness. He saw God's love. He didn't see that there was going to be a sacrifice that he was going to have to make with the son, but his devotion to go to see God provide, to see God bring the reward, to see God bring the answer, to stay with that, to hang on to that. He ripped off the roof. He said, we're going to be back here. This isn't going to happen the way that it is perceived. In verse 24 here in James, it says this, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. What was the work? It was devotion. It was believing. It was trusting God. So basically rip off the roof is to speak and to act and to move. And like I mentioned, the woman with the issue of blood, she heard Jesus. That's found in Mark four. And when she heard of Jesus, she spoke, if I but touch the hem of his garment, just as Abraham spoke. And then she acted just as Abraham acted. She went through the crowd. He went through the pressure of the mountain going up the side, knowing what he was going to find at the other end. And it wasn't his son's life. It was a provision by God, God making the provision himself. And then as she acted and as Abraham acted, the virtue of God manifested, the blessing of God was there, the glory of God was there, and they were able to testify of it. In James 2, verses 25 through 26, it also says this, in the same way, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. What's it talking about here? The spirit of God moving, bringing revelation and someone acting. Rahab heard. And as she heard, they uh, received what she said and she asked of them and it came to pass. And that was the works of her faith. She found favor. She found salvation's favor. Well, faith and favor work together. See, when you look at this, thinking about the man that was taking up his bed, when Jesus said, arise, he picked it up. Let's look at the men that ripped off the roof. What did these men do? What did they see? What, what's the favor here? How was this happening for, for these people right here? The, those that ripped off the roof and the man that rose up with his bed and walked. Well, see, these men didn't fight with the crowd. And these men weren't moved by the crowd. These men didn't even go with the crowd. And these men didn't even care who was in the crowd. 
Their focus was to get to Jesus and they went above the crowd and they went with the word. They were going after the word that he was speaking. They wanted to hear him and get this man to him. And they did whatever it took. That's how you rip off the roof. Don't be moved by the crowd. Don't be moved and don't fight with it. Don't even go with the crowd. Don't even care who's in the crowd. Focus on Jesus, focus on his word and do whatever it takes. Rip off the roof. See, there's a saying that goes this way. You find the will of God. You confer with flesh no longer and you do whatever it takes to get the job done. The will of God is his word. Jesus revealed it. And it's what he speaks to you, what he reveals to you. You don't need to confer with this flesh. Your your wavering or your doubt and unbelief that might try to rise up. You don't have to do that. You don't even have to confer with the crowd or everybody around you. You just need to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Rip off the roof. See, they knew the will of God was the blessing for this man, for this man's life to be turned around, for this man to have what God promised, that miracle working power of God, the glory of God, the salvation of God, that he could arise and he could shine because his light was coming to him in Jesus Christ. And what did they do? They knew that God was good and they knew God was bringing justice to forgive and to bring healing. They didn't go with the crowd any other way, but they went with the goodness of God, the justice of God, the love of God, and they went with the healing of God. And they went beyond the norm and they ripped off the roof. We can do the same. And see, favor was so much so there. Favor came to them. I mean, nobody talked about them getting in trouble about the roof. No one complained about the roof because grace was given because faith was rising. And Jesus wasn't moved by the roof being ripped off in the natural. He saw that they were motivated and their faith was in action. So the owner of the house wasn't moved because faith was being received and favor was being given and grace was magnified and God's blessing was being brought forth to people and the crowd saw it and they knew grace was to be received. You know, in Genesis 6, 8, it says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that word in Hebrew is the word con. It means favor and elegance and acceptance. And Jesus, as he wasn't moved about the roof, but he was moved that their faith ripped the roof off. When he saw this faith, con was given. And that's again in Genesis 18, three, the same word. I have found favor in your sight. Pass not away from me. In Genesis 19, 19, it says this, I have found grace or favor in your sight. And it goes on to say, you have magnified mercy and you have shown me saving life. You know, in Proverbs 8, 35, it says, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor. We are obtaining favor from the Lord. We could rip off the roof and we can experience Experience the favor, the grace, the mercy of God, all that he has, the salvation and the blessing of God. In Proverbs 16, 15, it says, in the light of the king's face is life and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. You know, the king is King Jesus. The kingdom of God is ours and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. We talk about an end time move of God where the former and the latter rain are coming together. Well, this latter rain is the time of his favor like never before. You can rip off the roof and experience the favor of God.
He has promised us his blessing. So let's tear off the roof, rip the roof off, receive what he has, go after what he's given. We don't need to be moved by the commotion around us, by the crowd or whatever may be happening. We can focus on Jesus and the blessing he's brought. It belongs to us because he paid the price for us to have it on the cross. And he rose from the dead with the resurrection to give it. His favor belongs to us. Just as the angel told Mary for believing God at his word, you are blessed and highly favored. You know, in Psalm 5, 12, it says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. We are surrounded with his favor. We are surrounded with his glory. We have been given the blessing and all the goodness of God with the love of God and surely his goodness and his mercy follows us all the days of our life. Rip off the roof. It belongs to you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the blessing of God. Let the action and the work of your faith rise to the occasion. Rise and speak and receive and experience his blessing. It's yours to possess. Take it. Receive it. Rip off the roof. God's favor, God's blessing, his manifestation of all that he has given, his resurrection power saying, arise, it belongs to you. So rise, rise up, experience his glory, rise up in that faith, go after all that he has for you and be surrounded with his favor. He has put it around you like a shield. You are kept in the very blessing of God. Father, right now, I pray that every person that's heard this podcast, that they experience that favor of God. They experience your goodness. They experience your mercy and your grace. And they can rip off the roof. They can have that rip off the roof faith that just comes forth, focusing on you, focusing on your word and their action of their faith as they speak and come and move forward after hearing and receiving what you've said that they will rise to the occasion and possess what belongs to them that you have given, that you have brought to them, and that you have absolutely brought forth in the resurrection power of God. I thank you, Lord, that they are quickened by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.